about the AMC original series Mayfair Witches and uh, Lives of the Mayfair Witches book one, The Witching Hour by Anne Rice. And my guest is Ellen Carter, who you'll remember from the Howard's End episode and the Bridgerton episode. Hello. Hi. It's nice to be back. <laughs> Ellen, I want to open with a public apology because I, <laughs> I asked you to do this show. I was like, oh, yeah, it'll be so fun. It'll be great. And then I got my copy of The Witching Hour from the library and I was like, oh, I asked Ellen to read a 1,000 page book. <laughs> In your defense, I did not look it up before I said yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, so anybody who is does not follow me on Twitter, which I'm assuming is nobody, but, uh, you know, in case, um, I'm recovering from a concussion. So I was like, okay, like, I'm not great at reading right now, but, like, I don't know. It's like, like, Anne Rice writes, like, pulp novels it can't be that long it's got to be like 300 pages like I can do that um and then I was like oh maybe I'll listen to it on audiobook and I like went to download the audiobook and it was 50 hours long (laughs) and I was like no that can't be right there's got to be something wrong here and then I I got the book and I was like oh no (laughs) that is correct So I did mostly listen to it. I did not really try to actually read it with my eyes, um, which is, I think in some ways was better. And in some ways, when I was reading the sex scenes, was a little, like, yeah. in line at the uh, pharmacy or whatever. I was like, oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely stuff in this book that I would never want to hear a person say out loud. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I did listen to a person say all of it out loud, so... <laughs> Um, so I think we did the same thing. I read the whole book and then started the show. Is that what you did? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I kind Mm -hmm. of wish that I had done the opposite because I feel like more than any other show I've ever watched for this podcast, I just like kept being distracted by like how different it was. And I really had, I wish I had more of a frame of reference for like what it's like to just watch this as a show because I definitely spent just like a lot of it being like oh that's a weird change yeah I spent the whole thing basically being like wait why'd you do that (laughs) they made some really weird adaption choices um so yeah I think uh, there's a lot of ways in which I think it would have been better if I'd watched the show then read the book but also like I don't know if I would have made it through the book if I'd watched the show first that's fair yeah and it does (laughs) sound like from what I've heard, that it is just, like, a baffling show in general. The, like, way... Okay, yeah. The, the way I wasn't so- sure. I didn't really look up, like, the reviews or anything, but I was like, did people like this? I, <laughs> I think it is actually the second worst-reviewed TV show of the year after um, <laughs> Wolfpack. <laughs> <laughs> the way my friend described it to me was they were like, Every episode feels like I missed several episodes in between. Yeah. I, that was very much how I felt. Like, I started, I think it was episode five, which was, like, I think the only episode I actually liked, which is the one where they're, like, trapped in the house. Oh, yeah. Um, and I started it, and I was like, wait, did I miss one? Did I skip an episode? <laughs> like, because it just, like, it was like, oh, they're dating Sip and Rowan, I guess? Like, yeah. I had no sense of them having, like, 
really anything going on between them. I was like, okay. Um, and like a lot of the house stuff didn't really feel earned in that episode. And like a lot of, and like the Carlotta stuff was confused. And I don't know. It's like episode five, I think is sort of like really like keys into my like take on the show, mm-hmm. which is I really liked that episode as an episode. Cause I did think it had like an arc and it like, did the whole thing but like nothing in the show earned that yes (laughs) and like every moment of the show that I did like felt exactly like that where I was like okay you didn't earn this moment at all (laughs) this one moment is I guess good out of context but what yeah exactly (laughs) it's so funny that like the first time um Rowan and um Cyprian yeah yeah the first it's insane that they named the character something so fucking weird. It's so like, weird, yeah. The character that they made up. Yeah. Um, the first time they have sex, I was like, whoa, when did they get together? And then it turned out to be like a weird dream. But then mm-hmm. when they actually do have sex, it's like the exact same reaction. Yeah, I was like, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> they met like yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, to be fair, like in the book, like Michael and Rowan, like, meet and then like immediately are like oh we are soulmates destined for each other in love forever but at least I get some of their internal thoughts that kind of give me like at least a sense of like okay yeah these people do have this like passion for each other yeah exactly the book really sells you on it and Mm -hmm. like even though there's definitely a sort of like embarrassing um straight lady writer aspect to it um, yeah <laughs> overall I thought like their relationship was probably one of my favorite parts of the book and yeah um, yeah they're mm-hmm. like so into each other and they're both so hot and yeah. uh the show I feel like it just like doesn't have that same juice like I know with with Cyprian like they cast an extremely handsome actor so it's like okay mm-hmm. in that one aspect you got it right but like in terms of character, he's not really sexy on the show because they're just, like, not giving him moments, like, showing him being, like, really, like, masculine and passionate and all the stuff he was in the book. Yeah, he doesn't really have, like, much to do except, like, uncover aspects of the plot. Yeah. Like, he just, like, goes and touches stuff. And to be fair, I do, I really liked the way that they visually represented, like, the, like, touching mm-hmm. stuff and yeah. like seeing its history like um visually in the show like that I thought was like the only part of the show that I thought was like really really good was how they like portrayed that like visually but yeah he just does not have he does not have what Michael has yes um yeah I am like a huge Michael fan like yeah Michael was by far my favorite part of the book and it's so funny because like you get to the first description of Michael, and I think that you tweeted it, yeah. and it's like, this is a man. And I was like, I had the same reaction. Like, I'm not that into men, and I was still like, holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, and I immediately went to Google who they cast as him, because I was like, they must, they had, to, they need to do a good job. I need to know what they did. And I immediately found out that he was not in the show, and I was like, wait, why? Yeah. Why would you cut the best part of the book? Um, and yeah, some of it's just like, he's extremely hot, but also he's like the only person with like a character motivation and arc in the whole story. Like, 
I, like, I don't know. I don't really like, I, I feel like it's all kind of muddled and it never quite works out in the book, which I think you could say about pretty much every aspect of the book. But that whole, like, he has this, like, divine mission that he has come back to life from the dead to, like, accomplish and he can't remember it but he knows he needs to do it is like really compelling to me and like that was the part of the book that I was like by far the most interested in and it's just as wild to me that they were just like nope none of that's in the show <laughs> yeah it's crazy yeah Michael is like I think the ideal straight guy character because it's just like he's just like stupid hot <laughs> unbelievably sexy and then he just also gets like owned super hard <laughs> and it's like yeah that's what I want to read about and then in yeah in the show the Cyprian character um he's like not objectified enough and like no. has too much dignity and it's like no I want to see a guy be hot and sad and embarrassing I know it's it's so disappointing because I I don't know I didn't watch the uh, the vampire the interview interview with a vampire show, but from what I heard about it from like the many people I know who did watch it and who I generally trust on this like the characters were very like hot and also pathetic mm-hmm. in Interview with a Vampire, which is how they should be, and also like gross and sexy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what got lost between the interview with a vampire interpretation and like the Mayfair Witches show, which is not particularly sexy and nobody's particularly pathetic and it's mostly just kind of a bummer. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, it's like I get that, you know, shows are made by like those specific creatives and not like the network, but it's still just like you'd think they would know how to, like, put the right people in place and, like, yeah. basically, you know, make something on a similar level. It's It was super and, like, disappointing. And, supposed to be, like, a shared universe yeah. of shows, it's, like, you'd think you'd want them to have, like, a similar tone, mm-hmm. particularly because they're by the same author. I'm assuming, I also haven't read Interview with a Vampire, but I'm assuming it's also kind of gross and perverted. Um... I would guess, um, and, like, I just am, like, I don't know, I was, like, so surprised at how, like, weirdly, like, 2015 sanitized feminist the show God, felt to me. yes. It was yeah. very girl bossy, and I was, was like, so why? <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because, like, after I read the book, because it is, like, a thousand pages long, and also... Mm-hmm completely unhinged like (laughs) I finished the book and thought like oh like I hope that the show diverges a lot but then like Mm -hmm. you know they messed up because then watching the show I was like oh they should have just done what the book did (laughs) I know it's like a real monkey's paw curling of like oh god like they can't show this on tv and then it's like oh they didn't show any of it on tv they threw out so much baby with the bathwater. It's insane. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I got to like episode six or something and I was like, there hasn't even been any incest. And I was like not expecting to be upset about a lack of incest, but like they got rid of like almost all the incest and it's like a big part of this book. (laughs) Yeah, it's super weird. They and like 
they insert all this stuff about like men's rights activist trolls and you're just like not everything has to be about that it was like it was so frustrating because I like know that they were trying to be like relevant to the modern day and I was like a this is relevant to like the modern 2016 2017 um and b like it's like you can't have characters who have a conspiracy about a secret cabal of witches who are try- who like are dangerous and could like destroy your world or whatever if there's actually a secret <laughs> cabal of witches who are super powerful and could destroy you with their minds. Right. Yeah. This is it's like exactly what we talked about in the True Blood episode yes. that just like you can't be like People who hate vampires are like homophobes because the vampires are like actually killing and raping people. (laughs) Yeah, it's like there's a difference. There's a huge difference between a vampire who wants to uh, kill you and suck your blood and like a normal gay person. (laughs) And there is a huge difference between like the average reasonably successful woman and like a secret cabal of witches who literally have mind powers that can make you, like, have a stroke. Yeah, it is super weird that, like, they took this, like, very, um, like, problematic but interesting story about Mm -hmm. these, like, uh, age-old slave owner witches and then just were like, okay, but what if they were also the 2016 Ghostbusters? Would that be a good concept? (laughs) Oh my god, it's so 2016 Ghostbusters, except not funny. Yeah. Which I did think that, like, at least they had the courtesy to be a little funny. Um, yeah, I, I think, like, like, this thousand-page novel is about 200 pages of plot and 700 (laughs) pages of world building, um, which is deranged, um, but... I do like the world that they build. Yeah, exactly. Like, I liked a lot of the, like, like, I actually liked a lot of the, like, anthropology stuff in it. Like, the section where he has to sit down and read, like, this giant file for, like, 400 pages. Um, and they just, like, stop the novel for 400 yes, pages God. to, like, <laughs> read a file. Um, but, like, that was my favorite part of the book. Like, I liked kind of, like, getting a sense of this family, and I liked kind of seeing, like, how, like, the witchcraft stuff also just fit into, like, a regular world and, like, the regular systems of, like, money and stuff. And I, like, I sort of liked that, like, a lot of their history was forgotten and like some of them like believed in the witch stuff and some of the family like were like oh no that's like silly myths I didn't really like like oh like we're all in on the secret of the like Mayfair witch line and we all like do ceremonies and we all like whatever I just I thought it was I don't know I guess like it's more obvious Mm -hmm. which you kind of need if you're only making eight episodes of a TV show. But it also loses a lot of, like, what I actually found, like, charming or interesting about the book, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, like, I think you you can see that, like, 
it could have been made into a good show because like you can look at House of the Dragon, which like yeah. is based on like an 800 page book that's just like hundreds of years of history. <laughs> and then they were like, okay, like, like make that into a show where they're like living in this world and we don't mm-hmm. actually have to get into all of it, obviously, because you couldn't, but like yeah. you believe that it's a well-built world. Whereas like in Mayfair Witches, it just felt like the show hadn't really decided like what the reality of the world is um yeah yeah and like especially Mm -hmm. I thought um like I think Interview with a Vampire did a really good job with like diversity with like having Mm -hmm. uh characters who are black but still like believably exist in a certain time in um yeah in America um but then like this show when when you see the Mayfair Witches Coven, I was like, I literally don't understand, like, how those people came to be associated with, like, this old Southern yeah, family. Yeah, like, like, how are these don't... people related? Like, how is this, like, black, like, old black lady related to, like, literally this entire group of white people? And then there's, like, one, like, kind of brown one with a shaved head, and I'm <laughs> like, I do not feel like this person fits into the Mayfair family. Like... This is, like, it totally undermines the the vibe, like, I don't know. Because they do sort of have, like, this old, like, they're like the Get Out family to me. Yeah! <laughs> Where they kind of have this, like, scary, old, like, rich white people, like, energy. And, like, you know, they even have stuff in the book about them, like, doing experiments with, like, their old slaves and stuff. And it's, like, clearly Anne Rice does not have any thoughts about that. <laughs> but, like, we can. We could yeah. have thoughts about that. And, yeah, I I was thinking about this because I was, like, I couldn't figure out if the show was, like, race-blind casting or just, like, or, like, was taking it into account. But, like... Yet again, it's, like, sort of weirdly, like, I'm, like, it's the Bridgerton problem of, like, oh, when you add diversity, it, like, ends up kind of being more of a problem. Yeah, because I felt like everyone in the Telemasca, it was, like, that was fine. Like, I didn't have a problem Mm -hmm. with any of that casting. But, like, Mm -hmm. in the Mayfair Coven, it's also annoying because, like, all of the people who really got screen time were still white. And so it was, like, they realized, like they didn't know how to get into it because it is, like, a very old Southern family. But it was, like, like if you're gonna cast those people, just, like, do a good job on, like, their character. It's, yeah. Yeah. And, like, the one, like, real, like, black woman in the Mayfair family who gets lines is, like, extremely, like, mystical person of color, like, explaining all of the magic to everybody, which is, like, always kind of a weird trope and then every servant is still black yeah. <laughs> so like it just is like this sort of it has this extremely weird energy that I was like really not jiving with and then I the part that really really got me is at the end when Rowan has like her and Sip's baby and Sip is like a black man and she, like, walks out with the baby, and he, she's like, this is my baby. And he's like, oh, this is our baby. And it is, like, the whitest baby I have ever seen in, like, my entire life. <laughs> and I was like, that white baby is not your baby, bud. Like, I don't know whose baby that is, but. 
I, like, it's sort of just, like, this weird, like, I don't know. I feel like you probably could have gotten a baby that was, like, a little darker, uh, maybe? I don't know. It's so weird. It's such a weird thing. The the whole baby casting is very awkward because they also look like like two years old. I was like, you did not just yeah. have that baby. <laughs> yeah, which it's like I think they were they must have been like kind of trying to do the thing that the novel did, where like he immediately grows into a full size man. Yeah, which I'm so glad they did not do because that was I'm haunting. Extremely haunting. Um, yeah, this book has haunted my nightmares. Um. For, you know, months now. Uh. <laughs> the, the other casting decision I fe- found, like, just a little weird, because they don't really talk about it, is um, Jen Richards, uh, who plays JoJo, is, like, an openly yeah. trans woman. And I, as far as I know, I don't think they ever talk about it on the show, do they? No, they don't. And I, like, went back and checked, because I was, like... Because I thought it was interesting, and, like... Yeah. It's a character named Josephine, so, like, there is sort of, like, that, like, oh, that could be, like, a, like, gender-flipped name or something. But it's, they don't really address it. And I don't know, I mean, I'm I'm glad that, like, I'm glad that Jen Richards is getting cast. I'm glad that, like, she got this role, and she, like, was one of my, one of the parts of the show I liked better than other parts. But I also was, like, I don't know. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to be, like, paying attention to that or not. Yeah, and I feel like it could have been interesting to get into it. Like, I like her relationship mm-hmm. with Cortland, and I feel like yeah. that could be, like, I don't know. It would be an interesting aspect if, like, the yeah. sleaziest character on the show also just really loves his trans daughter. Like, I think that's I cute. know. Like, it would have given, like, some aspect of humanity to that character for me, I think. Which, like... I do think we're supposed to, like, kind of, like, love-hate him, you know? And I just hated him. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, it... And particularly because I think, like, there's a lot of, like, weird gender stuff in the novel that's, like, kind of just, like, under the surface, which... um, That I was, like, really interested in, and the book clearly was less interested in than I was, but... That kind of made me like, oh, it is cool that they would have, like, a trans character in this. Like, yeah. I mean, there's, like, Mary Beth, I think, one of the ancestors who would, like, go around in, like, a suit and, like, was always, like, you know, dressing up as a man. And then later in her life, she was like, no, I just, like, wear suits everywhere. Like, I'm not, like, it's just me wearing a suit. And everybody was like, yep, that's who, that's who Mary Beth is. And I was like, okay, trans vibes. Um, <laughs> and then there's lots of sort of, like, androgyny in the way that Rowan is described and there's some kind of interesting like stuff with like I don't know like Julian being bisexual and like all sorts of stuff like that and there's one point where like towards the end of the book where Lasher is like oh Rowan I know that you want to like feel what it's like yes to, like, Oh, that was (laughs) to like enter me or whatever, and I was like, okay, gross, but also interesting. Yes, I'm into this. (laughs) I I can go with this line, and then they didn't do anything with that. But it's sort of like all of that like interesting like gender stuff that's like right under the surface that I wish like the show cared about at all. Yeah, yeah, it's like this really is like when people have like very sort of basic discourse about like 
should things be like dark and problematic and messy or should they be like sweet and fluffy and unproblematic which is like you know a very false dichotomy but then like experiencing Mayfair witches it is like Anne Rice just being like here are all my insane thoughts like dumped out um <laughs> yeah versus, just thrown like, at a wall <laughs> yeah like versus just the show being like girl power I guess like yeah MRA witch hunts are bad then that's still where we're at in 2023 somehow like somehow my one of my favorite parts of the show because it was like uh it was early on and made me think it was actually going to be like messy in the same way as the book was when Rowan finds out that Cyprian's sister is a surrogate and just like goes off on her. I thought that was great. I was like, oh, okay, we are going to get into all of the weird abortion pregnancy stuff that like is in the book. And then we didn't. But that they did have that one weird moment that made me go, what the fuck? Um, I felt like I think that was the first episode, right? Yeah, or the second one. Yeah, or it was something. early on. And like mm-hmm. yeah, early on I felt like they were gonna honor how fucking weird Rowan is. I was like, this is yeah. great. Like Alexandra Daddario has crazy eyes and they're like <laughs> having her go off on a surrogate and like that's all awesome. She's like yes. murdering people like, with her. That's brain. what I want out of this. Yeah. I want Rowan to be a fucking weirdo. And then like for the rest of it, suddenly she's just like, Oh, I hate that magic exists. I hate that the universe doesn't make sense anymore. And you're just like, where, where is the weirdo Rowan? Yeah. She's just like, she doesn't have anything to do for the rest of the show. Really. It feels like, it feels like she's just saying like, Oh, I don't want this guy. Oh, I don't want this guy. And then at the end she's like, actually I do. (laughs) And like, those are the only two lines she has for the rest of the show. Like she just says that over and over again in different ways. Um, yeah. Yeah, Anne Rice is a weirdo about uh, babies and abortion. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Apparently, like, her kid died not that long before this or something, which I guess kind of explains some of it. Does not explain all of it. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, it's, like, in the first, like, three or four chapters, I was, like, really enjoying the book, and in, like, every single one of those chapters, there was, like, a moment where she said something about, like, stem cell research, or, like, abortion, or whatever, that was, like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's, like, a scene with stem cell research where it literally is, like, the weird, like, Facebook meme that gets passed around that's, like, a like full baby in a trash can that's like still crying and it's like (laughs) that's the ruin that's not how it works like you're a doctor you should know that she's like these are like living babies that they are murdering and I'm like no no that's that's not what that is that's that's not the same thing hun um yeah and then like Michael's weird stuff about like the baby that his girlfriend aborted or whatever yeah he's like a part of me is dead now or whatever. And I was like, oh, God. Like, Yeah, I did end up liking that. Like, it's such a long game because this does come in, like, on page 1030. Um, But, like, by the end, you realize that, like, early on he broke up with this woman because she got an abortion. And then in the end, Rowan, like, let's Slasher take over their baby and he's still like, but she's gonna come back and it's all gonna work out, which I was like, that is a 
incredible arc. So like it is. now it really with is. this knowledge, I respect him early on breaking up with the woman yeah. of It is, that really is like one of the most long game aspects of the <laughs> book. But I was also like, Anne Rice, like, oh my God, I know you're Catholic, but what is <laughs> happening here? Cause it's like, she has like the weirdest abortion takes I've ever heard where she's kind of like, yeah, it's fine. Except you are destroying your own soul and the living lives of another person. But it is fine if you want to do it. And I'm like, I don't know if you actually think it's fine. I'm not sure about that one. Yeah. There are some really incredible, like, time capsules in this book. It's from the 90s. Um, Yeah. And, like, it's kind of nice to be reminded, like, even though everything is stupid now, like, feminism has, like, come a long way. Because, yeah. like, one, one of the other aspects that was, like, so crazy to me is they're, like, constantly talking about, like, Rowan's dark secret of having sex with nice, attractive guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, oh this is God. truly, exactly. this is truly a pre-sex in the city world where it's just, like, she's like fucked up inside because she's like basically on tinder (laughs) literally i and it's like i'm like the part where it's like oh she likes police officers i'm like okay yeah gross but like i know that that's not what the book means yeah but it's like oh she likes firefighters and like workmen and like big guys with strong hands and i'm like which women which straight women don't yeah (laughs) I, I don't know what you're talking about here, Anne Rice. Like, that sounds, like, great. Like, yeah. I don't... <laughs> and that is another aspect where it's crazy in the novel, and yet I missed it in the show. Because in the show, when she's, like, talking to Cyprian, she's like, oh, all the guys I got with were frat boys, and I just, like, yeah. wish they were nicer. And, like, I thought it rocked that in the book she was like, oh, yeah, I am constantly having sex with, like, only extremely nice heroic guys who like save lives and are mm-hmm. also super attractive but whatever i'm like not feeling it <laughs> like, yeah awesome. i that, it's so yeah i was like oh this is how they're interpreting that like wh- you totally missed the point of it like i don't know it's so weird to me like because like i think like the thing that i did like about rowan other than her being a fucking weirdo yeah. was that like She's really committed to, like, human life. Like, she is really, like, like, she's, she has this ability to, like, destroy life, but instead she chooses to, like, always try to, like, maintain human life. And, like, that's why she's a doctor and that's why she likes these guys who, like, do these heroic things. And, like, that's why she's weird about abortion and all of this stuff. But, like... That didn't really feel like any of that was in the show. Like, it's like, she was like, oh, no, it's this horrible thing that I can kill people with my mind. And then, like, two episodes later, she's like, oh, I'll just kill some guy with my mind. No big (laughs) deal. Like, oh, I'll just, like, you know, make this guy, like, fall over real quick with my brain. And I'm like, I don't know. It felt, like, so, like... Yeah, the TV show Rowan just didn't feel true to the book Rowan. Yeah, and it just, like, every choice they made just made her so much less interesting. Like, there's yeah. just, like, like, she's such a, a 
goof in the book and like I don't respect <laughs> her but like I have it, no respect for her like, I'm like so... she's such a fucking idiot yeah like there's just like something so amazing about like all her rationalizations like being like no like I'll, you know, be a doorway for this demonic energy, but, like, I'm gonna, like, get to, like, build a hospital. <laughs> yeah. And I'd love or, it. like, oh, like, I'll, like, just understand his, like, science, how he scientifically works, and then I'll, like, get rid of him. And then it's, like, <laughs> it's so weird. She ha- She's so hubristic in that way of, like, oh, like, nobody else could control this demon, but I'm different. And I'm, yeah. like, no, you're not. Oh my god. She's yeah, so I loved that about the book that it felt like this weird like exploration of the minds of hot people that they were yeah. just like they're just constantly like, "Oh no, like you don't get it. Like I'll mm. just like tell the demon to go away and like when I say something people just like do what I want." Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. It's very it's very funny. Yeah. Rowan and Michael are both very funny in that way. They're yeah. both like just kind of like, yeah, things are just going. It's very yeah. funny. In the book, it's like, in many ways, it's not a satisfying plot that mm-hmm. like they're just like very confidently like, oh no, I'll just like I'll I'll just fight the demon. It's gonna be fine. And then like fucking obviously that doesn't happen. Like yeah, in many especially ways, that's they make no plan to fight the demon. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, oh, I'll just fight him. But like. It was also compelling, and it, like, made you feel something. Um, And then, yeah, the the story in the book just, like, doesn't have the same... I mean, the show just doesn't have the same juice, because you don't have, like... Yeah, you just don't have Rowan against all odds being like, it's fine, it's fine. Um, Mm -hmm. I loved the detail in the book that, like... Someone is like, oh, yeah, you want to make a nonprofit? And she's like, no, I'm going to save people with a for-profit hospital. <laughs> just, her plan to fucking, like, save the world is all within the confines of the for-profit medical industry in the United States. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's yeah. really funny. I, 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 like... I'm kind of obsessed with how much about this book is just, like, about accounting. Yes! Like, (laughs) it's so strange, and I love it. Yeah. (laughs) They cut out a lot of, like, the Mayfair characters, and I was so disappointed that they didn't have the, like... almost all of them. Yeah. Which was weird. They didn't have the whole, like, law firm accounting form where there's just, like a bunch of nerds who their whole lives have been like, oh yeah, like an insane witch is in charge, but that's not my concern. My concern is like making sure everything is in a high yield bank account. I was like, I love that. I love how like, it's like so good. Cause like literally any time that like Michael or Rowan encounter any sort of like problem or like they have to pay anybody or anything Rowan just goes oh Ryan will take care of that and then Ryan Mayfair comes up behind them with the checkbook just like do 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 or like oh yeah I've got my private plane I'll just charter it down for you and get it get you where you're going and like all this stuff and I was like (laughs) Ryan Mayfair is a very funny character he's literally just like walking around behind them like yep I'll take care of that Yeah, like, you describe the show as a bummer, and I think, like, such a big part of that is they, like, cut out so much of the characters just, like, having a great time, and that was something that, like, 
was confusing, but that also I loved about the book is that they just like have like a bunch of amazing sex and then have their like dream wedding and like restore the house and have this like perfect like HGTV life. <laughs> I know they like keep throwing all these parties and stuff for the family and I'm like okay sure yeah, yeah. this is and yeah. it's like that's the kind of stuff you want to watch in a show like it feels yeah. great to watch people have a good time. Yeah it really does. And, like, I think that was another thing that I found really a bummer about the show is, like, it didn't really get into any of the, like, ancestral witches who were all having, like, even a better time than Rowan and Michael, mostly. Yeah, they spent so much time on the first Mayfair witch. I think, like, in every single episode they have those flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I want watch Julian be like a bisexual maniac who's ruining his boyfriend's life yeah I and like or like Stella like dancing around or like you know Antha in New York or like whatever like all of these different like witches who are really interesting and like really crazy and like you know Charlotte being fucking insane and all of this stuff and it's like I, we don't get any of that, really. I don't know. It was, like, after the first episode, like, the first episode, they, like, kind of gave us Deirdre's backstory. And then in the second episode, I think they introduced Suzanne. And I was like, oh, so they're going to do, like, one ancestral witch per episode. Yeah. Cool. And I was like, okay, well, there's, like, not quite, there's not 12 episodes, but, like, you know, they'll, like, go light on, like, some of those boring ones, mm-hmm. you know, post-Charlotte, pre-Julian, or whatever. But then they just, like, didn't. Yeah. And I was, like, I I don't know. I felt like it, like, so undermined, like, a lot of what was really cool about the book that would have translated really easily to television. Like, yeah. television's great at telling, like, little stories about things that happened as, like, B-plots. Yeah. You know, like, that's what TV's for. <laughs> Yeah, like, the thing is, it's, like, it makes sense on some level that they would cut a lot of stuff out, but then I'm, like, I don't understand what they did do with that time. Like, every time an episode would end, I'd be, like, I can't believe that's the end. That didn't feel like an hour. How did they fill up that hour? It's, like, it feels like they threw out every single thing in the book, and then all the episodes are, like, fuck, fuck, how do we fill this time? Like, what can we do? (laughs) Seriously, they don't even mention, like, the existence of a prophecy until, like, episode seven. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you don't have to tell me what the prophecy is, but, like, tell me there is a prophecy, like, at the beginning so that, like, I know you're building to something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, this feels like basic storytelling, and this show is just, like, completely devoid of it. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, I... Happened to be rewatching Stranger Things at the same time I watched this show, and mm-hmm. it's like, I guess maybe it's unfair to compare it to like the single most successful horror show of the past few years. But just like going back and forth, it was like, I can't, Stranger Things has so much story and character in also eight or nine episodes a season compared yeah. to like what Mayfair Witches did. Yeah, it's like I don't feel like I have a sense of like anybody in the show, mm-hmm. like. Portland, I guess. But that's mostly, like, 
I think the actor's Harry Hamlin or yeah. whatever. Like, just being, like, an absolute fucking slimeball weirdo. <laughs> like, he's, like, he's just rocking it, you know? And so, like, I get a sense of, like, what that character is supposed to be. But I'm, like, most of the other characters, I'm, like, I don't get your deal. Mm-hmm. I don't get why you're here. Um, like, almost all of them. I don't know. Like, I... I literally, like, got to the last episode, and I'm like, why did they even write Odette into the show other than to have the one weird moment with Rowan at the beginning? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. It just seemed, like, so strange. I'm like, just make one of the Mayfair siblings pregnant. Or, like, make one of the Mayfair cousins pregnant. And you can have that same weird conversation. Mm -hmm. Because she just felt, like, so useless to the whole thing, endeavor. Yeah. Um, yeah, I felt like the, the, like, big things the show really got right were casting Alexandra Daddario, who is, like, so perfect as this character where it's, like, she is so beautiful, but also kind of everyone is, like, you're beautiful and nice, but I, like, don't want to be around you. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like she's so good at having that, like, off-putting quality. Beautiful. Yeah. Which is, like... Yeah, I was reading the book and I was like, oh, Alexandra Daddario's perfect casting. Like, even, like, down to, like, the voice stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, Alexandra Daddario does have that kind of voice. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. And then, like you said, also casting Harry Hamlin, like, Cortland in the book, actually, for, like, a long time, I, like, mixed him up with all the other characters. And it wasn't yeah. until, like, <laughs> towards the end that I was like, oh, he's actually super important and I probably should yeah. pay more attention to him. And then, yeah, Cortland on the show, like, intri- immediately, like, shines. It's such good yeah. casting. And it's just, like, the fact that they got those two actors so right, like, really mm-hmm. makes you want to like the show and those characters yeah. more. But then it's just, like, you're not, like, backing it up with the writing. I know. I was, like, root. I was really rooting for this show because, like, as always, I, like, really want Alexandra Dario to be in something good. Mm-hmm. And yet again, uh, I don't think she's in something good. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just, I don't know why Hollywood won't give her something that actually is, like, enjoyable to watch. I guess I, I didn't watch White Lotus. Yeah. So. It is such a bummer because you're like, this is, like, such a perfect role for her in so many ways. But then also, like, it's perfect in the sense of, like, being really tailored to her. But then you're mm-hmm. like... But it's also, like, not good in, like, the sense yeah. of being a good show. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, they were, like, I feel like they literally, like, got the green light with, like, oh, we're adapting the, like, other Anne Rice story with Alexander Daddario. And everybody was, like, great. And then everybody showed up on the first day of filming. And was, like, oh, fuck, right, we got to write a script. Yeah. Uh, forgot to do that part. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, like, so disappointing because, like, uh, this type of show, it's, like, fine to be nonsense. Like, I watch American Horror Story, and, like, that is deeply stupid, but it, like, works as a show. Like, it has a lot of really compelling scenes. And then Mayfair Witches, it's, like, there's tiny moments, like some of the stuff Mm -hmm. we've talked about, but just, like, it doesn't come together to even be, like, bonkers it's just like nothing yeah Yeah. I I really wish like the entire show had been like that episode episode five where they're like stuck in the house and they're just like living the same moment over and over again and I was like oh this is actually cool like this is a completely original idea that fits into the tone of the books but is like actually kind of scary 
like it worked so well, except nothing around it, like made it earned or worth it. And then the end kind of like also kind of fizzled out when they were like suddenly, you know, she's like eating chocolate cake and he's like, and sips like, you know, flying through the air or whatever. And I'm like, oh, this is, this doesn't work anymore. I don't know. It's stupid now. It also like really undercuts the relationship. And it's like, I don't know if they were like purposely going for a different vibe or just didn't work, but it's like so weird. Cause like we said, the relationship is like the best thing about the book. And then Mm -hmm. in the show, it's like, I don't know if they literally like want each other at all, or if it was just like Lasher's magic the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. It's like really unclear. Like, I don't know. It seems like in the first couple episodes, they like think the other one is like hot, which like, yeah, Yeah, obviously. Um, (laughs) But like, it's not like, there's no like build to any sort of relationship until that moment when they're like trapped in the house together. And yeah, it does sort of feel like, oh, Lasher like threw them together to like have a baby. Yeah, like, and it's like, yeah, in the book, Lasher also threw them together to have a baby, but it's like this really long ramp up where, like, since Michael was a child, Lasher was like, I want I want that sperm, which is, like, awesome. <laughs> Lasher was right about one thing, and it was thinking Michael Curry is, like, the best man to ever yes. live. <laughs> I was like, same, bud, same. Yeah, and oh like, that's so compelling that you're like, like both you as a reader and the characters are like, okay, this is obviously a demon's plan, but <laughs> what if we like got married and had kids and it'd be so nice? And yeah. then, and, and yeah, in the show, you don't have any of that. It's like, maybe they could have a good date, maybe not. Like you don't know anything about their relationship. I know. And it's like, yeah, it's like right at the end. Like, Rowan's like, oh, let's go back to the house and we'll be happy. And I'm like, why are you even inviting him? Like, like I don't know. It's just, like, this sort of weird thing of, like, I don't know. You met him, like, a week ago. You've talked to him, like, four times. Yeah, like, like, like when he says our baby, I feel like that should be a really poignant moment of it being, like, do you mm-hmm. think of it as his baby? Do you think of it as, like, Lasher's or just yours? Yeah. And, like... It just doesn't land at all. Like, it just, he just doesn't Both because of the romance stuff and because it's the whitest baby to ever be put on film. <laughs> I, like, literally could not get over how white that baby was. I, like, tried to take screenshots and then I forgot that, like, you know, all of the, like, streaming apps or whatever, like, keep you from doing that. But I really wanted to tweet a shot of, like, them all standing together. And be like, whose white baby is this? (laughs) God. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's really frustrating uh, that they, like, yeah, that they got rid of, like, I don't know, the most compelling character and kind of undermined the most compelling relationship and replaced all of that with, something I don't I like literally don't know what happened in this show I know it's so weird I like I feel like yeah I 
Like, there were eight hours of it, and I, like, literally am, like, I don't know. I could probably relay, like, maybe two hours of content. Yeah. It is one of the only shows I can ever think of watching where, like, when the credits come up, I'm just, like, what? I just started this. (laughs) It was not an hour. (laughs) Yeah. It's, like, not enough. And it's just, it's so, it's so weird that you can, like, that you, that you can come out of the episodes feeling that way when, like, the book weighs, like, a ton. It's, like, as big as my, like, I don't know, entire torso. And something happens on every single fucking page of this book. It never stops. Yeah. And it feels like they, like, it feels like they threw a lot of stuff out because they were, like, well, we only have, like, eight episodes and it's, like, a thousand-page book. But it's also, like... I don't feel like there's a reason they couldn't take their time and have, like, four seasons be one book. They already got renewed for a second season, and, like, I read, like, a brief summary of the second book, and there was, like, nothing in there that they can use because the entire book is about Lasher and Rowan going to, like, Europe and him, like, raping her repeatedly (laughs) until there are a bunch more supernatural beings. Um... Which, like, I don't think the show is going to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the show comes down on a much harder anti-rape side than the book does, which uh, is another thing that I was like, Anne Rice, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird, like, it also feels like she doesn't know what that word means because she just no. keeps using it for rough sex. Like, yeah. And it's like, that's not what it means like it's my not the like same the, thing she will have sex with michael because she loves him and wants to have sex with him and then be like oh it was so hard it was a rape and it was like that's not how yeah or like yeah she's like oh like it was better than any like rape fantasy michael had ever had or whatever and i'm like i feel like you don't need to use this word <laughs> i feel like i feel like you could replace any of this with just like rough sex like um, yeah, like, you know, going, I don't know, like, yeah, like, hard, rough sex or something, and, like, it would work better, because, like, my brain wouldn't go, wait, what? Yeah, um, and then, like, when Lasher literally does, like, force his way into her dreams and make her have sex, it, she just keeps being, like, it almost felt like a rape, and it's, <laughs> no, that's, like, literally a rape, like, that's what rape is. And it's so, it's so extra strange because, like, I don't know. It's, like, this sort of, like, weird, like, back and forth of, like, okay, like, yeah, she, like, murdered this guy in the past, like, with her mind because he tried to rape her. Like, that's, like, one of the people she murdered or whatever. Um, but, like, so, like, that it is sort of, like, oh, hardline not raping. Mm-hmm. And then, like, oh, but she, like, likes to think of, like, normal sex that way. <laughs> Yeah, and then, like, a lot going on. she's got this, like, oh, I felt violated by Lasher, but, like, she's so, like, casual about it in this mm-hmm. weird way. I don't know. I'm, like, very, it's just very, it's a very weird, I'm, like, maybe you just don't talk about rape, <laughs> Rice. Maybe just let that one go. Um, but don't worry, it's all over the second book, so, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. I will not be reading the second book of this series. I'm like, uh, the witching hour was plenty. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, like the 
the show, uh, sorry, the book takes place over like so much time, like not mm-hmm. just as far as like, you know, centuries and centuries of time, but also mm-hmm. like time in Michael and Rowan's life where like they talk about like, oh, by Christmas and like mm-hmm. all this stuff. And the show literally has it be like, she realizes she's pregnant and then it's just like a super pregnancy. <laughs> and then our lady's just like, I'm giving birth. Um, yeah. It just like, it's so frustrating because there's just such an easy roadmap to making the whole book like five seasons of a show. And it's like, you know, mm-hmm. if you look at like Stranger Things, that like does a good job of being like, we're showing a couple weeks in fall and now we're showing a couple weeks in spring and now we're showing a couple weeks in winter. Um, mm-hmm. And it has so much more like room to breathe than whatever this show is doing. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, I feel like it is a show that is so much about a place. Like, the Mayfair house is, like, so central to, like, what the book is about. That, like, I feel like it would have been really easy to sort of, like, use the Mayfair house to, like, show the passage of time. Like, they're redoing this room or they're, like, they are doing some remodeling stuff or something. And, like, I don't know, I feel like you could really easily, like, turn it into a passage of time, like, Mm -hmm. television show and it would have worked just fine instead the whole show literally happens in like a week and I'm like I'm literally like I don't know none of yet again none of it ends up feeling earned because it all happens like so fast yeah they do so much to force it including you know bending how pregnancy works and you're just (laughs) like who told you that because it's eight episodes it has to be eight days that's not how it has to work yeah I I am just so confused by the structure of the show just like I don't every it it just like consistently felt like I was watching like the pilot every episode yes and it just was so wheel spinning like I don't like, I don't mind wheel spinning. Like, my all my favorite TV shows are, like, 24-episode seasons, and, like, they all have, like, a bunch of, like, wheel spinning in the middle. And that's all my favorite shit. But, like, when you only have eight episodes and you are trying to write a plot-driven TV show, you have to do the plot at some point. I don't yeah. know. I don't get it. Yeah, because it's, like, it's so repetitive because just, like, mm-hmm. every episode is, like, Rowan and Latcher, what's she gonna do? And it's like, I yeah, I wish like if they were gonna do such a bad job of telling the story, I wish they had at least like have little episode plots and could be like, yeah. you know, this one is about her and Jojo doing something and getting closer, which they like mm-hmm. sort of do with Tess getting kidnapped by men's rights activists. God, what? <laughs> When they, like, when her mom calls her a social justice warrior in, like, the first introduction of her, I literally was like, oh, God, here we fucking go. And the entire test plot was very, oh, God, here we fucking go. Like, I was like, what is the point of this? Like, Yeah, it's like, look, I understand why your brain broke in 2016. That was a very bad time, but it's mm-hmm. just so frustrating like constantly seeing stories that are like 
So we're still all very concerned with like guys with beards making comments about women on message boards, right? That's still like the main concern, right? Yeah, that's the only problem America has. That's that's it. That's the only one. <laughs> and then they like tried to sort of make it about like economic hardship with like that one speech that the woman with the men's right act- rights activist gives about like them shutting down the auto plant and stuff. And I was like, first of all, the Mayfairs would never shut down an auto plant because they're making too much money. So <laughs> false. Um, and like second of all, like it just like, how does that lead you to join like a men's rights activist group <laughs> against witches? Like it doesn't logically follow. So it doesn't make, so you're not making any sort of like actual meaningful point by saying like, oh, this is like she's experiencing like economic hardship and that's why she wants to like murder witches in general and oh, it just happens to be a Mayfair who she has the vendetta against but wasn't the reason that she joined this group. I don't know. It's so, yeah. yeah it's like, like they tried really hard to like be like, no, this isn't just about 2016 feminism. <laughs> but it doesn't work. <laughs> Their brains are just stuck in 2016 feminism. Yes. <laughs> I <laughs> lost my shit when, uh, when Rowan is sincerely, like is trying to explain what it's like to be haunted by a demon and is like, <laughs> you know how men will comment on your posts online? That's what this is like. I'm being trolled. And it's like, no, you're not. You have a primal connection to an age-old demon. It's a different thing, Rowan. It's a different different. thing. And then she says, don't feed the trolls. And I, like, lost it. I was, like, laughing my ass off. It was so funny. (laughs) God, yeah, I just, like, I don't even, I don't know. I felt like they were trying to make, like, some sort of point about, like, you know, witches or, you know, feminism or something. But it's so undermined by, like, by, like, all of the, like, different, like, muddled bits of the metaphor that, like, it just ends up seeming extremely silly. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it's just, like, it feels like such a waste of, like, that airtime, I don't know. Yeah. Like, we could have been watching Julian, like, be a sex pest. Yes! God, that part I of the book... I want to watch Julian be a sex pest. The part of the book when he, like, tells his boyfriend, like, oh, you want to see what I look like when I'm young? And then, like, days later, just appears in a window as a young man <laughs> is so fucking hot. <laughs> he is... Like, completely deranged, and I'm obsessed with him. Like, yeah. I I was, like, I loved Julian. I loved, like, Mary Beth. I loved Stella. I was, like, so into all of these, like, fucking weirdos. Like, just, like, roaming around doing their little magic and stuff. And it's, like, that was the stuff that was interesting to me. It's not, like, I don't know. It's not, like, this, like, transference, like, magical ritual stuff like that was so boring yeah it's yeah it's It's so weird that that's what they decided to do and it's like yeah you know like eight episodes isn't very much but like you can have some fun with it like you know righteous gemstones is only eight episodes and they do a flashback Mm -hmm. episode every season like throw in like a little bit of color yeah and yet again it's like 
they almost did it with episode five. Like, I actually did, like, I personally really liked episode five, which made, like, the whole rest of the show, like, so much more of a bummer for me. Like, when I see, like, oh, you could have made something good, but you decided not to, it's, like, so much worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh it, it, it is such a bummer because, like, all the pieces are in place. Like, it feels like it could be and wants to be sexy because there's, like, a lot of stuff mm-hmm. of, like, you see a lot of fucking, you see a lot of Alexandra Daddario in cute outfits and mm-hmm. stuff, and it just, like, doesn't have the juice. Like, it, like... It doesn't have the juice. Like, the book fucking ruined my life on multiple occasions by being yeah. disgusting. But it was very sincerely horny and there were moments when that horniness worked for me and I would mm-hmm. take that roller coaster over like the show being like, okay, we got a bunch of attractive people and that's where our ideas end. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I do also think that the show really shot itself in the foot by casting, like, the biggest flop of a man to play Lasher. Yes! Oh, my God, yeah. He has nothing. He's just, like, such a, like, blank slate. He's not even really that hot. Mm -hmm. He's, like, such a flop. And I'm, like, why? There are, like, a million hot men in Hollywood. That's, like, every hot man who has ever been told they're hot went to Hollywood to go, like, you know, just fuck some people on TV. Why can't you hire any of them? Yeah. It's so weird. I don't remember. Are you a supernatural head? No. Um, oh. I, I know a fair amount about it because I was on Tumblr from, you know, okay. 2012 to 2016 or whatever. But <laughs> So Lashley looks a lot like Mark Shepard, who played Crowley. Do you know that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I kept being, but he looks like him without the charisma. And so I kept yeah. being like, I wish they had just, like, actually gotten Mark Shepard, who I feel like was probably available or, like, yeah. else a conventionally handsome guy, but it's, like, halfway in between. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, I don't mind if a guy is, like, a little fucked up looking. Yeah. But he has to have the charisma to carry it. And that would have worked for me. Or, like, you know, like, some hot-ass twink or whatever. Yeah. But, like, they went, like, halfway in between and it just is, like, absolutely nothing. Yeah. He yeah. just looks like some guy from work. Literally. There, yeah. I, like... like Oh, I was just going to say there's a part where he, like, shows that he can, like, change his face into anything. And I was like, yeah. oh, he can look like anyone as long as they're, like, still a 6 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's exactly the vibe. Yeah. And it's just so, yeah. I'm like, I just don't understand. I yeah. don't understand. Um... Yeah, like, when I looked, when I tried to look up, like, who they cast as Michael, and I saw that, like, A, Michael didn't exist in the show, and B, like, I also saw who they cast as Lasher, I was like, oh, I'm worried now. Yeah. (laughs) I was literally like, oh, this isn't, this isn't horny enough. Like, the casting director wasn't horny enough. It's so weird, because it feels like it should be horny, but it's just like, they forgot to hire someone who likes boobs or whatever. I was like, that's <laughs> crucial. You gotta find someone who's really horny. I, yeah. Say what you will about Anne Rice, but Anne Rice loves boobs. And yeah. like, icon. Like. <laughs> so, yeah. 
since we're on the subject of yes. these sexy, sexy characters, who were you like picturing in your mind for some of them? Ooh, that's a good question. I like, I, I kind of like had like kind of like a combination of people, but like most of the time when they were talking about like how like hard and like strong Michael's body was, I was just picturing Lee Pace because like <laughs> Lee Pace is like the biggest, strongest like torso of like any man ever. Um, yeah, I. Rowan, I mostly just pictured as Alexander Daddario because yeah. I like she was, was like, oh yeah, that's great casting. Yeah, yeah. she um, she was the one I literally like looked up who she was playing because I was like, obviously, if I can picture Alexander Daddario for someone, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then like I just like was not into Lasher. I literally kept picturing him as Slender Man. Like I wanted I to it. stop picturing him as Slender Man, but I was like, no, he's Slender Man. Like that's who he is in my brain. <laughs> I was <laughs> essentially picturing as, him as Slender Man because. <laughs> I pictured David Tennant. <laughs> that is much better casting. Like, David Tennant, too old, but he still would have been better, you yeah. know? <laughs> like, we can make Lasher old. He just has to also be, he also has to have some juice, yes. you know? Yeah. It's so disappointing. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's like, if you're gonna have, like, if you're gonna throw out the whole plot, you might as well just have them have sex for six, for like eight episodes. Yeah. Like this is AMC. You don't have to like do cable television sex yeah. or whatever. How Lasher be like? Listen, I know you want to grow grow a penis and have sex with me. Like I know more pegging, <laughs> more like why are we too cowardly to show pegging on television? Um. <laughs> Also, for, for Michael, it was so hard to picture anything because he's just, like, so, so perfect. It was, like, I know. Said, it was, like, like, a combination there's no, of guys. There's no yeah. man. Like, yeah. it's, like, I can picture, like, Lee Pace's torso, and then it's, like, I can't, I can't get the rest of him because he's just, like, too perfect. Yeah. I kind of pictured, like, a combination of Inglorious Bastards era Eli Roth. Ooh, and, that's a good one. Uh, um, I think his name's... Richard Madden from Game of Thrones and Eternals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, extremely excellent casting that you. And have then done. of course like, for for Aaron, who is also fucking not in the show, um, I, I pictured Anthony Stewart head from Buffy. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was picturing like um, like a younger Anthony Hopkins. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I loved Aaron too and I was like and I and it's like such a thruple like they're literally like it's like oh yeah like Michael and Rowan are going on a date and Aaron's coming along and I'm like yes yeah love it and there's like an older guy in the Talamasca who Cyprian sometimes talks to but it's not the same and he sucks, and he, like, turns out to be one of the villains or whatever, yeah. and blah, blah, it, blah. Yeah, it is, like, so, it's so weird. Like, it felt like one of those weird things where they, like, couldn't get the rights to certain characters. Like, you know how Gotham couldn't, like, quite do the Joker and, like, Harley Quinn? Yeah. <laughs> it felt like that, <laughs> but it's, like, why would Anne Rice be, like, I'm very protective just of Michael Curry and Aaron Leitner? <laughs> To be fair, if I was going to pick two characters, I would also be like, no, you can't fuck up Michael. You can't fuck up Aaron. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. <laughs> yeah, like, they're just, like, my, like, nice little guys. I, I love them. I was, like, immediately, like, oh, yeah, like, 
I, I, I'm into this. This can happen. You know, like they should fuck. Yeah, um, and it's so disappointing <laughs> that Saprian is like a combination of Michael and Aaron. So it's like you're gonna make them one guy, so I can't ship them. That's like homophobic. It is homophobic. Yes. Uh, yeah. AMC is homophobic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. And yeah, it, it is such whiplash going from Interview with the Vampire having like insane amounts of gay sex to Mayfair witches being like, we're going to go out of our way to never have two men like on screen at the same time. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like and they're it's doing like-, like a reverse Bechdel test where they're like, <laughs> no two men will ever talk on this show. <laughs> and I'm like, not to sound like a misogynist, but like, the men have so much more going on in the witching hour than the women do. Like, yeah, I like, like Rowan, but, like, the men are, like, where the story's at. Yeah, like, if you want to change it to a female ensemble, that's fine, but you have to, yeah. like, think of cool shit for the women to do instead of it being, like, they will stand in a circle and I will be, like, literally, who are these women? <laughs> yep, and we'll get an overhead shot so we can really see their boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I, yeah, it's, like, I get why, like, in the sort of, like, objective external view, I can get why you would get rid of, like, Michael because, like, if you wanted to focus the show more on, like, women Mm -hmm. because he is sort of, like, in a lot of ways the main character of The Witching Hour. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to make it Rowan's story, like, I get cutting him sort of, like, objectively – but in practice, you, like, can't just replace him with nothing, you know? And what they did is they basically replaced him with nothing. They were like, okay, we'll take out Michael and focus on Rowan, but then she's still going to have a love interest who takes up screen time, but just not to do interesting stuff? Yeah. It's, like, the only, like, good stuff that Cyprian gets to do is, like, when he goes into the memory mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, but he he only, like, gets the one piece of the memory. I'm, like, send him through time. Make him meet all the witches. Yes. Or something. Like, do anything with this. I don't know. There's, like, eight, there's, like, literally 400, 500 pages in the middle of this book that you just ignored because you were, like, wanted to focus on the present. But there's, like, literally, like, all the juice in the book is in the past. In, yeah. like, this whole arc of history. Like, He's, yeah. He spends so much fucking time just on being, like, oh, the the origins of this necklace are this witch hunt thing, which is much like internet trolling. And it's, like, that's great, sweetie. When the in- flashing back and forth between, like, the MRA rally and, like, the witch burning, I was, like, okay. Ugh. Yeah, a lot of the imagery was not very subtle. There was also the part where she, like, took off the rosary and put on the, like, necklace. And I was like, okay, like, this is just a little on the nose. Like, you don't have to, like, literally be like, oh, she's giving up God and putting on the demon necklace. When, like, we have no evidence that she's ever even, like, believed in God. So, like, it just really has, like, next to no meaning. (laughs) Yeah, it, like, thematically is so empty. It just, like, Mm -hmm. spends a lot of time on being, like, uh, people getting mad at actual witches who are hoarding money and doing a lot of fucked up stuff 
is exactly the same as historical witch hunts, which are also mm-hmm. exactly the same as someone commenting on a trailer for my show and being like, this mm-hmm. looks dumb. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly the same as Hillary Clinton losing the 2016 yes. election. <laughs> yeah. I'm like honestly surprised they didn't like throw in a jab at Bernie Bros somewhere in there. Yes. <laughs> God. Yeah, it's it's so it's so toothless. There's nothing there. And like to be fair, I don't think that the witching hour has like much thematic coherence. Mm-hmm. To be honest, um, I like, like, it's kind of fun when Michael gets, like, extremely humiliated at the end of yeah. the book, but I'm also like, okay, like, this doesn't feel like the ending of, like, the story you set up for him at the beginning. Like, this is fun, but, like, what are we doing here? Um, and, like, I don't know, it's just, I was like, okay, so thematically this book is nothing. Um, it has, like, very little to say. Yeah. Um, I think that the message of it should be don't fuck with demons, um, but uh, quite literally they fuck demons. So, like, <laughs> yeah, clearly and that they, is not the, the theme. The book, in all its 1,000 pages, I feel like never really gets around to explaining, like, why the threat is that bad. Like, yeah. they just keep, like, I was thinking, like, if Lasha takes just, like, a mortal human form, that seems better. And yeah, just like, because then you could, like, like, kill him or whatever, you know? Like, yeah. if you really want to get rid of him, let him be mortal, and then you can kill him or something. Yeah. So they just kind of, like, keep being, like, no, it's probably really bad if Flasher's plan works. And then at the yeah. end is just, like, okay, either just, like, assume it's a big deal or read the sequel. <laughs> but... Yeah. I like, yeah, it kind of, it felt like she kind of ran out of steam at the end there. Like, she got to the end of the book and she was like, I don't know. I I guess it's a thousand pages. I got to wrap this thing up. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, the book in many ways is nothing, but then Mm -hmm. the show is, like, more nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Which is insane. (laughs) It's so funny because, like, the only thing I could think while I was reading the book is, like, oh, this book needed an editor. Yeah. To, like, you know, cut the parts about where they're talking about, like, the racial makeup of the family. Yes! Oh, my God. (laughs) It was so funny that, like, Aaron is, like, like, Michael is so tired and hungry and mm-hmm. Aaron is just like, okay, there's no time for me to tell you anything. Just read all of this. And it's just this notebook that's like, the Mayfairs are 12% Scottish and 1% <laughs> West German. <laughs> also, right before I tell you that, here's an extremely fucked up story about uh, incest. Yes. <laughs> that, is, and, oh, that is like one of the things I love about um, book Rowan is that, mm-hmm. like, she reads this her- these horrific things about incest and, like, demons and stuff, and she's just like, it's nice to know where I come from. <laughs> I know! She's so weird! I love her so much! <laughs> That's, like, by far the best stuff about her, is when she's just, like, extremely normal about, like, her family being, like, this insane, fucked-up incest nightmare. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Like, I, I basically, like almost immediately pulled up a family tree like that somebody made on the internet of the Mayfair family like basically as soon as I hit that like chronology stuff in the middle uh because I was like how the 
fuck is this tree work? And the tree does not really help because like it's like literally all of these like weird crosses and like all of this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, this because is practically like every single person in the family, they're like, she has an ostensible dad, but we're pretty sure her dad is her father or uncle. It's nuts. And I love that the consensus in the book is like that's what makes Rowan so beautiful and strong is that she's so inbred. Like, have you seen, it's um... the reverse mother. Yeah. Have you seen the movie Barbarian? Yeah, uh, like, I have, I have not, but, like, yeah, like, isn't, isn't that character, like, super fucked up be- yeah. because of incest? There's, like, this idea that she's, like, she, like, she has, like, superhuman strength because she's so inbred, and I'm, like, I don't think that's how it would work. I no. think she would be weak as a kitten. Um, yeah. But I it's love that, like... It's just, like, you're, like, not like good at like fighting off disease or yeah. like having 10 toes is like my understanding of yeah. incest babies but yeah like witching but. hour is like barbarian if they were like okay but also not only does it give you super strength but it makes you super hot and a genius mm-hmm. yeah yeah um which is obviously what happens with incest uh yeah clearly yeah it's it's a very it's such a weird book like, I just, like, I got to that first incest part, like, I was, like, literally, like, sitting in a coffee shop, like, doing a Sudoku puzzle and listening to it, and I was, like, oh, I have to leave. Like, I was, like, <laughs> I, I can't listen to this right here, right now. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I love that that part, like, is the one part of the book where it is like literally a diary so it's like someone chose to be like okay here's this long story of all the sex I had with my daughter and granddaughter and it's like a letter it's a letter it's not even a diary it's a letter and it's like a very proper English man who's just like oh yeah anyway then that's when I had sex with my daughter (laughs) yeah it's nuts and I'm like my favorite thing about the like really long Talamasca notebook that poor mm-hmm. Michael is given when he's on, like, no sleep and two cups of coffee. Uh, like, it really doesn't tell you anything, like, pressing. Like, it doesn't no. explain, like, what the danger is with Lasher or how you would stop him or anything like that. And I love not. that, like, Michael is just, like, I would be so fucking pissed. <laughs> but, like, Michael is just like, oh, thank you, Aaron, for that really long history of it's all so of funny. this incest that was so illuminating <laughs> it's hilarious and like yeah it's like literally like er, er, michael's like yeah i like kind of remember like this thing and something with like the number 13 and blah 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 and aaron's like i think this file will explain all of that and then yes. it explains none of that yeah like aaron is literally like there's grave danger something horrible <laughs> is going to happen read this it's (laughs) nothing it's just a family history yeah it's so funny though that like michael is like was like a history major so he's just like into it yeah (laughs) i michael is like such a talamasca bitch and i'm just like you should join the talamasca you should do that that'd be fun for you you and aaron can do like hijinks together like There we go. That's the show. You just let Aaron yes. and Michael go on, like, little Talamasca missions. Exactly, yeah. You could just do, like, basically, like, X-Files are supernatural in this world, but yeah. instead they're, like, 
we're gonna kind of follow the plot of the book, but not really. So mm-hmm. just like no one is happy. Yeah, I cannot imagine who would like this show. Yeah. Like I don't know who this show is for. It's definitely not for fans of the book, or for fans of good television. Yeah, like it is literally like if someone was like, well. I like American Horror Story, except that it's too sexy and interesting and memorable. I wish American <laughs> Horror Story, like, put me to sleep. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I kept, like, watching, like, like even though the episodes, like, nothing happens and they feel really short, I kept watching, like, half of them and then being, like, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm done. I, like, I'll watch the rest of this later. Yeah. Which, I mean, I have a con- I'm like in concussion recovery, so like, <laughs> co- but like also like, you know, I can watch a whole episode of Leverage. Leverage is fun. Yeah. That, that holds my attention. <laughs> it is, but yeah, I'm so glad you agree because I like felt bad like I was not doing a good job for the podcast, but I really do think Mayfair Witches is so hard to pay attention to. <laughs> like I watched, I watched it once through. I watched, um, like, the first four or five episodes again, and Mm -hmm. I, like, tried to watch some, like, recap videos on YouTube, and I was like, I still can't make myself learn what happens at this fucking show! (laughs) Because nothing happened! Yeah. Nothing happened. I, I truly believe that. The only good part of the show was Carlotta, and even the Carlotta stuff, they, like, cut all the, like... They made her, like, a completely different character. Yeah. Yeah, I really like, missed the scene where, uh, like, it seems like maybe they'll start having a relationship, but then Rowan just kills her with her brain. I know. I'm like, I don't know. I know that Carlotta dies because Rowan kills her with her brain in the book. But A, she did it on accident in the book. And B, like, it sort of just, like, there's so, like, that's where all the, in, like, that's where any of the interest in the book it, or in the TV show is, why not, like, like, they brought Cortland back to life. Cortland's not alive in the during, like, the events of the book. And just leave Carlotta alive and let there be this kind of, like, struggle between these two different perspectives and forces. Like, I don't know. I feel like that was the only, like, interesting piece of it. Yeah. And even, like, the Carlotta stuff, I was like, oh, this is, like, this doesn't work because they made her too mean or scary or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I think that I said this on Twitter, but I, like, there's this scene where she, like, gives the necklace to, like, the servant and sends the servant down into the basement. And then it's, like, this really horrifying scene of, like, the servant killing herself by, like, hitting herself against the wall because I guess Lashler's making her do that. And I'm, like... This is, this is, like, not Carlotta vibes. Carlotta is just, like, going to poison you and then roll you up in a rug and throw you upstairs. Right. Like, she's not going to, like, you know, let you, like, kill yourself by mashing your head against a wall, which will haunt me for the rest of my life. I was, like, it, A, it's gross, and B, I was, like, okay, so, like, you're making the, like, this, you're going to make the black servant, like, the most, like, gruesome death on the whole show? Yeah. Okay. I was like, okay, bad vibes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's like even when they did have like plot points, it's like they resolved them immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like, oh, who killed Deirdre? Oh, one episode later, 
Cyprian has seen what he looks like in his memory mind. We don't see it, but, you know, he drew a picture and he sent it to them, and then, like, they catch him immediately. By the way, can we talk about the sheer amount of gloves that Cyprian owns? (laughs) It's, yeah, like, in the book, it's like, okay, Michael wears gloves because of his abilities, sure. Mm -hmm. And the show was like... For some reason, that means he would own, like, 60 pairs of gloves. Literally in the book, it's like, oh, his friends gave him a pair of gloves that he wears all the time. Yeah. And it's like, no, Cyprian has to do it in style. He has 600 pairs of leather gloves (laughs) that he doesn't even wear consistently. Like, he's always taking them off and, like, touching stuff. And it's, like, not being magic. Like, he'll just be, like, making breakfast with, like, no gloves or whatever. And I'm like... It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. The scene where, like, where Rowan finds all the gloves had, like, a, like, Tim and Eric vibe. It was just, like, (laughs) that is not an acceptable amount of gloves. (laughs) It's so bananas. Yeah. I, the show's production design, like, really focused, I feel like, on the wrong thing. Yes. I don't know. And, yeah, I just. For a book that was, like, literally, like, I think I said it, like, 80% world building, Mm -hmm. it's, like, amazing how little the show cares about, like, building out the world of it at all. Yeah. And it's just, like, frustrating to watch, because I'm like, what are we doing here? Are you, like, expecting me to have watched Interview with a Vampire so that, like, I understand what world we're in? (laughs) Or, like... I, like, don't understand. Yeah. It's so strange to me. I don't know. It's such a weird show. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I feel like uh, we've pretty much covered the show because nothing happens in it. I feel like we could probably spend hours talking about all the little stuff in the book because it is Because, like, every page there's something deranged. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I'm about ready to wrap up. Uh, yeah, is there anything yeah, yeah. you really wanted to get to? Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else that, like, we didn't really talk about, but I do feel like we did mostly cover it. Um, I think the one other, like, I was very, like, I kept yelling, like, like, you stupid bitch at Rowan, like, all the time while I was listening to the book because I was, like, I'm, like, so Catholic, and I was, like, just stop messing with the demon. Stop. Yeah. It's the devil. Stop messing with it. I was, like, Carlotta's right. Carlotta's right about everything, um, like, the whole book. But besides that, I mean, like, yeah, like I said, you could literally talk about this book for 100 hours yeah. because there is an insane amount of stuff that happens in it and an insane amount of, like, just weird shit, like, <laughs> I think you said earlier that like every sex scene is like a roller coaster and yeah. it's literally like that. It's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, the entire book is kind of like that. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. This was like the weirdest, weird book, weird <laughs> show. I don't know. There's like nothing to say about any of it. <laughs> All right, let's. Let's fucking rate these bad boys. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Uh, do you want to go first or should sure. I? Um, so I'm going to give the show 
a three, or sorry, a, the book, a three out of five, mm-hmm. which like is a very mild rating that doesn't convey how much it was like extreme highs and lows. Yeah. But like <laughs> overall it's a three. I like look back and I'm like, that was a fun little time in my life reading all of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I like, I like text a couple people when I finished it and I was like, I finally finished the book. I think I hated it, but in like a way that like in a very affectionate way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I think it's a three for me too in like a very like, some parts are like fives and some parts are like negative five and it all kind of evens out I guess yeah I was really down on it for like a lot of the like towards the end part and then Mm -hmm. literally after page 1000 like the last 30 pages I was like I love Michael being a sad little puppy so much you like brought it home in the absolute last minute I mean, really, let us just thank The Witching Hour for creating Michael Curry as the hottest character to ever exist. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Anne Rice truly just, like, understands straight women on, like, such a profound level where it's, like, you know, he's, like, super manly and will have rough sex with you and, like, fix up a house, but also just wants to, like, read about linguistics for hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, like, listen to, like, you know, classical music and read Charles Dickens and, like, you know, wear, like, hot glasses with his, like, curly hair and stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> perfect, perfect man. And just, yeah. yeah, the, like, ending of just it being, like, she fucked me up so hard that I turned into, like, her dead gay great-great-grandfather. I was, like, a million stars, perfect book, you did it. <laughs> yeah. If nothing else, Anne Rice nailed that part. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, I think I'm also a three stars on the book. It's, like, yeah, and then- ten stars for Michael, negative ten stars for... Every description of his penis. Yeah. And then, you know, everything else is kind of in the middle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the show, like, I was going to give it two stars because I was like, this is just, like, mediocre and just, like, kind of mm-hmm. bland. But then, like, just the more we talked about it, I'm just like, how did they fuck it up so much? I know. So I think I'm actually going to give it one and a half. I'm like... Like, it feels bland, but then when you think about it, you're like, that's a bad show. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and it is really, like, disappointing, you know? Because, like, I don't like the book, mostly, but I also think that there's so much, like, weird and interesting stuff in it that you could make a really good show Mm -hmm. out of it. And so it's, like, a really big bummer that they just made, like, the blandest, most nothing show of all time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I am going to give it a two because I did, yet again, I really liked episode five. Just thought that one was good. So, um, but the rest of it, I was like, oh, God, boring, yeah. bad. <laughs> um, so, and I might watch a couple episodes. I might wait until season two is released and then read the reviews. And if they include any of the, like, past stuff, I might go watch, you know, 
the Julian episode. Uh, it would be so great if there was like just a Julian episode. It'd be like episode yes. three of The Last of Us, where it's like you can just watch that over and over yes. again. Yes. Uh, Mayfair Witches, where is our gay Julian episode? Yes. Please. Don't make me watch the whole of season two. Just let me watch that one episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So I like to end on a recommendation. Um, yes. So since I liked the book better than the show, I'll be recommending a show. And I'm going to go with the short-lived CW show, The Secret Circle, uh, just about a sexy coven of witches that just has an interesting dynamic, like Mayfair witches should have been. <laughs> it's not that hard. You know, you, don't, you just have to be as good as the CW's The Secret Circle. Yeah. I honestly, the Mayfair witches should have been a CW show. Yeah. It would have worked better as a CW show. Yeah. Since it's like not sexy anyway, might as well yeah. make it network television. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think every CW show is sexier than uh, yeah. the Mayfair witches. Seriously. <laughs> Oh, God, yeah, I, uh, I, like, don't even know what to recommend. This book is so weird. Um, I, I think I'm also going to recommend a CW show in a very different vein, but, um, I think that, uh, I think that Jane the Virgin is kind of similarly whimsical, less fucked up, but whimsical and like covers kind of a lot of like time and going back and forth in ways that I find extremely charming so if you if you like me enjoyed the part in the middle of the book where a narrator just explained the entire history of the family (laughs) um you will probably like Jane the Virgin (laughs) all right Ellen thank Mm -hmm. you so much for being here and for going on this insane journey for journey I there is no person I would rather have gone on this insane journey with. <laughs> Do you want to plug anything? Um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at I wish I was a Finch. I will be there until the website literally breaks down. Um, <laughs> uh, and I guess um, you and I are both getting uh, published in a literary oh, yeah. magazine that's going to come out at some point. Uh it's called tower i don't know check lenny's feed check my feed whatever (laughs) so it's like the first time i've ever had anything to actually plug ever so like thought i should yeah that's smart yeah Yeah. (laughs) when that comes out i'll probably make it like my pinned tweet so it'll be easy to find um yeah follow me on uh follow me at uh lenny burnham and you can look up my other tv show podcast house of house uh if you want to hear me talk about something that's about as long and weird and deranged as the witching hour, but with a different <laughs> So true. All right, everybody. Have a good day. Yes. Bye. Bye.